Praise the Lord. Uh, let's go please to Genesis chapter 40 and uh, verse 14 to 15. Uh, this is a word uh, that we received during our fasting and prayer and uh, uh, we just want to release what, what the Lord has been speaking so we can all enter into what God has for us. Praise the Lord. Before we do the reading, I have an announcement to make. Uh, we're all going to leave different from the way that we came in today. I repeat, we're going to leave different from the way that we came in today. Because God is here, anything just might happen in Jesus' name. Praise the Lord. Before I read the verses uh, today, maybe just some background so that we understand the what, what's happening here and the, 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 the back story. Um, uh, this is the story of Joseph. And maybe some might not be familiar with the story of Joseph. But Joseph was a, a, a dreamer. The Lord would give him many dreams. And he would dream and dream and dream. His brothers became jealous of his dreams. And they sold him into slavery. He ended up in Egypt where he got a job. Or not a job, but he was a slave in the house of Potiphar. He was falsely accused of rape of Potiphar's wife, thrown into prison. And that's where we pick up the, 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 the story. That's the backstory. While he's in prison, there is a, a cupbearer or a butler and a, a, a baker of the, of the king who was also in the same prison with Joseph, who had dreams at night and they were troubled by their dreams. And he begins to interpret the dreams for them. Okay, we pick up that story after he interprets the dream for the butler. In verse number 14, we, we, pick, up, we pick up the story. Uh, Joseph is speaking and he says, But when all goes well with you, remember me and show me kindness. Mention me to Pharaoh and get me out of this prison. For I was forcibly carried off from the land of the Hebrews. And even here I have done nothing to deserve being put in a dungeon. Um, this verse, it gives us a, a small picture um, as to the mindset of Joseph. What's going on in Joseph's mind. We get a, a picture of his thought process. And basically the summary of his thought process is this. It's not fair. Number one. Number two, get me out. All right. Did you all see that? Did I lie? In short, what Joseph is saying is number two, it's not fair. Get me out. Now, that's what's going on in Joseph's mind. But the greater narrative in this story is not what's going on in Joseph's mind, but what's going on in the mind of God. Because in the mind of God, this is actually part of God's grand strategy to bring Joseph to a place of such blessing, such prominence, such a, such a visitation that perhaps there's no even room on the radar in Joseph's mind for what God is preparing to do. Praise the name of the Lord. Uh, we, we have a, a picture of what God is planning in the following verses. But at this point, we're going to focus our story on the mind of Joseph and try to work the mind of Joseph 
it's uh, Joseph a little bit. Um, because it's not fair what Joseph is in now, what he is working for is to find a way out of this predicament. All right? What Joseph is doing is he's trying to work the deal so that things could go back to how they were before. All right? I don't deserve to be here before we were doing fine. And work with me, help me, get me out of here so I can go back to where things were before. But in the mind of God, God had no agenda to take Joseph back to how things were before. In the mind of God, the plan was to take Joseph to a place where he had never been. A place far greater than he was before. In fact, that's the title of my message today. Greater than it was before. This was a word we received during fasting and prayer. Because even myself, I found myself coming to fasting and prayer with this idea of, it's not fair. I didn't order this. Father God, please visit me and fix things and take things back to how they were before. And the Lord spoke and said, the plan is not to take you back to how things were before. The plan is to take you to where things have never been before. Far greater than before. Exceedingly abundantly above and beyond all that we ask or think to a place where eye has not seen and ear has not heard. Hallelujah. Neither has entered into the mind of man those things which God has planned for us. Hallelujah. And I have a word from the Lord for somebody today. Somebody that's maybe struggling in your predicament. Somebody who's wondering, how did I get here? Why did I get here? It's not fair. The word of the Lord for you today is, God is not taking you back to how things were before. God is taking you back to someplace even greater than before. Far greater than before. Far above anything you could imagine. Our God is cooking something. So while you are thinking, God is cooking. And you are thinking and God is cooking. And what God is trying to do today is graduate you from your thinking into God's cooking. Can we say amen? amen? Hallelujah. I want to announce to somebody that God's plan is so far greater. You know, we have people, you know, in this country, you know, even now with our current state of affairs as a nation, which looks very funny. And people say, you know, in the times of the emperor, those were the good days. Ethiopia was held in such honor. You know what I'm saying? And God would say to you today that God is not taking you back to how things were. Where God is taking us is to a place where we have never been. A place so far greater. You see, in the eyes... In the eyes of Joseph, his prayer request, his fasting and prayer was, Father God, just get me out of this prison and get me back to how things were. But you're dealing with God here. What God has in prayer, had in plan for Joseph was not get me out of here, but take you to all the way to Pharaoh's court and to put an interpretation of dreams in the heart of Pharaoh to the point that it shocks Pharaoh and says, what can I do? Let me take off my ring and give it to you. Take off my robes and give it to you. I am Pharaoh, but outside of me, everybody will report to you. You are the prime minister of... See, God's personal deliverance of Joseph was not just for Joseph. It was for the whole Egypt. 
And because a famine had hit the whole world, it was for the salvation of the whole world. Hmm. I have a word for somebody who's struggling. I have a word for somebody. This is a word for somebody. It's a word for me. I have a word for somebody today. God is not bringing you out of this. That's not the agenda. God is planning something far greater than you could ever imagine. God is planning far, something far greater than you could ever conceive in your mind. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let us say amen be alone. Hallelujah. I feel that anointing now of greater than before. Hallelujah. Everybody say greater than before. God is not after your survival. That's what you're after, after survival. God has so much more than your survival in mind. He didn't bring you in this world to have you survive. The, I believe the command from the beginning was to be fruitful, multiply, fill the earth, and subdue. So we have to agree with God. That's our problem. We're on one level and God is on another level. I have a word for somebody today. Now, understand that there was a time... <laughs> you know, there was a time when Joseph was always talking about his dreams when he was younger. You know, in fact, Joseph talked about his dreams too much. Right? That's all he would talk about. God showed him a dream and he just spoke. That's all he said. My dream, my dream. He told his brothers his dreams. He told them more than one time. Hmm? He told his father his dreams. He was taking care of the sheep. I'm sure the sheep were tired of listening to Joseph's dreams. He's just so full and pregnant with dreams that he's just full of dreams. But here in prison, Joseph is not talking about his dreams anymore. You don't hear any word of dreams. Now what's Joseph talking about? Joseph is talking about, it's not fair. Get me out of here. Why has Joseph changed his language so much? Why doesn't he stick with the dreams? Well, the dreams would have been just fine. But since between the dreams and the prison, we have betrayal. Between the dreams and the prison, we have rejection and jealousy. We have the people lying on you and false testimony and false accusation. Everything has been from unfair to unfair to unfair and even more. And now I'm in this prison. It's not fair. So he went to, I have a dream to it's not fair. His circumstance, circumstances changed so much to the point that now his language has followed his circumstance. Dreams are no longer in the picture. Now all he's talking about is, it's not fair, get me out. Dreams is long gone history for Joseph. I have a word for somebody today. That although our circumstances have changed so much, and now our language has changed from I have a dream to get me out of here. I would like to remind you that though you forgot your dream, God has not forgotten your dream. And the God who began the dream is faithful to finish the dream. The God who planted the dream is faithful to see the dream to fulfillment. If the dream was up to you, then all of us are in trouble. But Yedrimu Balebit, the owner of the dream, is God himself. And God who gives the dream also knows how to finish the dream. How to bring the dream to pass. Actually, it's funny, Joseph had forgotten so much that it's all down to survival now. Just breathing and hoping to get out of it. But God is still the owner of the dream. The dream is still on schedule. Nothing has interrupted God's plan. Betrayal doesn't stop God's plan. Uh, false accusation, haters uh, lying on you, being betrayed and stabbed in the back. That may stop your vision of your life, but it does not stop God's dream.
Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I say this even for our nation. You know, we, we have, we, when we started this ministry, we started, we, we, we really, and to this day, we still eh, have a, a vision from, we believe that it came straight from the Lord. The Lord spoke and said, redeeming nations in righteousness. Eh? And, and I told you my story before. I saw a picture of rivers flowing from this place. I saw on two occasions, God spoke to me, visited me, uh, kind of like Joseph. You know, it's funny, Joseph, all he had was a dream. And you know, dreams are kind of 50-50. Maybe it's good, maybe it's too much. Whatever they eat back there, hummus or whatever they eat in Bible times, I don't know. All right? Middle Eastern food. And then you, you eat a bit too much, you know? <laughs> and then you have funny dreams. Have you ever been there? And you wonder, is that the Lord or is that the Kutfu? But see, the, the, the dreams, it's so personal, the dreams. Like, you had the dream, nobody else had the dream. God gave you the dream, but it was, it's still your dream. And, it's, and because it's so personal to you, not everybody understands it the way you do. You know? And, and even sometimes when I speak about what God, I believe God showed me for this nation, it, it's funny because, like, I know what I, I've seen. I know what he put in my... And it's been confirmed in so many ways. But, like, for you, it's just, oh, that's nice, Pastor Z. All right? But I, I know, like Joseph, I, I know what I've seen. I know why we came. I know what, I, I, it's, 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 it's there. But, you know, sometimes over the course of time and over the course of all the drama, particularly for us as a nation in this situation where we're in right now. Yeah. I have a, a friend who's an expert in political science, and we spent a lot of time together. And uh, he studies the, the political situation in the nation. And he, he himself said... Pastor Z, I've lifted my hands because where we're at now, eh, only God could get us, can get us out of here. And, and you know what I, 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 I realized is that for even us as a vision, man, like so many things causes us to change our language. Because this is nothing but high drama. You know, I mean, there's been a lot of drama. There has been a lot of drama. Eh? We're living in the same city, right? Eh? Okay, let me just start with your grocery bill to start with. Mm, there we go. Okay, now we're talking. The, the, <laughs> so, <laughs> everyone was quiet. I said grocery. Mm. The gas bill. Mm. The shunkurtwaga. Come on, somebody. Have you been out buying tape recently? Eh? Buying tomatoes. Okay. Mmm. All right, the, the, the language, the political language, the narrative of our country right now, it's, it's not, a, it doesn't present a, a promising picture. All right, and, and we change our language from I have a dream to get me out of here. Get me out of here, do something, Lord, can't you see? And uh, 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 it almost seems sometimes that everything that Joseph had dreamed and everything that we had said, it's impossible. But if we're dealing with me or Abba or Joseph or even whatever God has put in your heart, thank God it's not up to you to fulfill your dream. Thank God that the Lord makes a promise, it's up to Him. And if God has promised, truly promised something, God will deliver on His dreams. And He does not take us back to how things were before. 
He takes us to a place that's better than before. And I declare over this nation, hallelujah, that though the trials have been great, and though this prison smells bad, and though this does not sound very promising where we are right now, I have a word for this nation today, that this nation will be redeemed in righteousness, that the hands of begging will turn to hands of blessing, that the rivers of God will flow to all the nations of the earth, and that all nations will see and know that there is a God in Africa. Hallelujah. And mighty is his name. Hallelujah. Praise the name of the Lord. That's the assignment that God has given me today. Hallelujah. It's funny, like your personal freedom, your personal dream, it's not ever about you. Hallelujah. There's a nation that's coming out because of you. I found myself coming to fasting and prayer. Actually, to be honest, the first few days, it's just I was having a good time. But I was also wondering, like, how do you get out of here? You know, Lord, help me get. And we have a basket where we put our prayer requests. And Lord, please get me out of here. And the Lord spoke on the third day. And he says, the plan is not to get you back to how things were. Like Joseph, the plan is to take you to a place where you have never been before. God is faithful to his word. God will do exactly what he says. Hallelujah. The prison, let the prison be the prison for now. But I would rather have myself locked away in the prison with God cooking. Yes. Yes. Mm? Than to come out of prison to how things were before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. There was, uh, I'd like to uh, appreciate our brother, Sammy. Uh, he brought a word during fasting and prayer. This Sammy right here. I tell you what, nobody blesses me in this church more than Sammy. When he worships God, I just get so jealous. May your worship, see, sometimes people say, Pastor, we have people who are amb ambassadors here in church. People who, who have position in, in UN agencies and in uh, African Union and uh, different embassy positions from different countries. We have an international. Why is this boy flipping around here doing somersaults in the middle? <laughs> and, and you know what I said? Sammy, you, you're, you're just getting started. I want not acrobats just here. I want acrobats all around this, 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 this thing. You see, the Bible says, he who has been forgiven much, loves much. Eh? That's what Jesus said. If you know Sammy's testimony, where he came, comes from, it's only the Lord that he looks like he does now. It's only the Lord that he's a minister in the house of God now. If you knew what God really did for you, if your eyes only had a small picture of what God had done for you, we are just getting started. He's that good. Hallelujah. And I just get blessed every time. Sami Katele, be free. Let me know whatever you need. Hmm? Whatever you need. Whatever you need, Sami. David said, David said, I will be even more undignified than this. Because God is that good. He's done that much for me. Praise the name of the Lord. You're messing up my preaching now, Sami. But, but Sammy shared a word during fasting and prayer about the, 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 the valley of dry bones in Ezekiel 37. I know many of you know the story. God brought the prophet to the valley of dry bones. And the Bible says the bones were very dry. And God asked the prophet, son of man, can these bones live again? And he said, Lord, only you know. And then God told him, 
prophesy to these bones, son of man. And the Bible says that uh, the, the prophet said, so I prophesied as I was commanded. Hmm? And as he prophesied, as he was commanded, the Bible says there was a rattling sound in the bones. That God started a work as he prophesied. And you know the story, the bones came together, flesh came on the bones, breath came in the bodies, and they became a large, vast, and mighty army. Hallelujah. And so these, these, these bones, they went all the way from, from a, a, a valley of dry bones to a mighty army of the living God by the power of the word. And Sammy was sharing with us how powerful our words are. We need to be careful with our words because words have so much power. We don't realize, if we knew how much power words had, we would not be playing with our words the way we do. Hmm? Life and death is in the power of the tongue. And you know, I was in that verse and, and I, I was reminded of something. In Ezekiel 37, in the same chapter, I went down, just kept reading what Sammy was sharing with us. And in verse 11, yeah, Ezekiel 37 and verse 11, it says, Then he said to me, Son of man, these bones are the whole house of Israel. They say, our bones are dried up and our hope is gone. We are cut off. You, you know what I saw right there? It says, these bones are the whole house of Israel. They say, they say, our bones are dried up and our hope is gone. You know what that tells me? Okay, I'll tell you. That tells me that before the, there was a valley of dry bones, before there was a valley of dry bones, there was a word. And before there was a vast mighty army, there was a word. In the beginning was the word. So there was word and the word said dry valley and there was a dry valley of, a valley of dry bones. Then to change the situation, he sent another word. And the dry bones became a vast army. Your words are very powerful. Your words, are very, your words go beyond this realm into the unseen world of the spirit. Your words have the power to direct traffic in the spirit. Your words is life and death. In fact, what I told the Amarinya service, your words is a tomorrow factory. That was a good word. It sounds better by Amarinya. Your words is a tomorrow factory. Your words is a tomorrow factory. Hmm. Jesus, after 40 days of fasting, the Bible says that he was led by the Spirit to the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. Right? Right? Yes. And the Bible says that the tempter came and tempted him with three different temptations. Okay? Uh, you know, if you are the Son of God, turn these stones to bread. And Jesus said, get behind me, Satan, for it is written... Man does not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. Then he took him to a high cliff and said, jump from here because it is written. Eh? He will command his angels concerning you. And Jesus said, get behind me, Satan, for it is written. Do not put the Lord your God to the test. 
The third time he took him to the highest point of the temple, showed him all the kingdoms of the world and said, all this I will give to you if you bow down and worship me. And he said, get behind me, Satan, for it is written, worship the Lord your God and serve him only. Then it says, and then the devil left him and the angels came and attended him. The devil is spirit. Angels are spirit. Yeah? Jesus was in the flesh because he was physically hungry. He was physically tempted with physical things to see. But he fought those things with the word. Speaking the word of God. Hallelujah. Get behind me, Satan, for it is written. And as he declared, the, the, the enemy kept coming at him and he kept rebuking him with the word. Get behind me, Satan, one. For it is written, get behind me, Satan, two. For it is written, get behind me, Satan, three. For it is written, and then the devil left and the angels came. We have the power to remove the devil from our lives and bring angelic support with the word of our mouth. But here's the thing. What I learned from Jesus is something that all of us have to learn as well. If we say it only once, Eh? The devil just might come back a second time. And then we'll get confused and say, I thought I rebuked the devil. The devil doesn't play by the rules. The devil doesn't play on your agenda or your schedule. He cheats. He's a liar. He comes from every angle, which means that we have to stay on our confession. What happened with Joseph is he was talking dreams today, but tomorrow because the devil started messing with him, he changed his confession to whatever he was in. Are you seeing what I'm saying? Hallelujah. And has he kept confessing? Kept confessing. I'm talking to somebody right now. Keep confessing. Maybe you'll, you'll experience opposition and you say, maybe this stuff doesn't work. I'm tired. I tried that before. Someone said, I tried giving to the Lord, Pastor Z. It doesn't work. The devil and his mother-in-law is a liar. Eh? Let God be true and every man a liar. Giving works. God takes care of you when you give. You see, Jesus didn't stop speaking he kept speaking he kept speaking until the devil left and the angels came and that's a word for somebody today can't you can't try this just once you have to keep speaking and keep speaking and keep declaring and keep holding on to the promise of God until the devil leaves and the angels come I do I've told many of you I, I do you know tabernacle prayer I've been doing it for a long time my personal prayer prayer time to be honest almost every time when I start doing my prayer I don't feel like doing it and for the first 5, 10, 15, 20 minutes, I don't feel like doing it. But I keep doing it. And almost every time, somewhere in between, and it's not the same way every time. It's different. However, whatever mood God is in. But somewhere in the middle, something shifts. And I know, aha, uh -huh, the devil has left. And the angels have come. Who are ministering to me. You are welcome. Hallelujah. You are welcome. And that's what happened even in this fasting and prayer. I came in with the spirit of, and I saw a lot of you who were here in the prayer. I saw your face. Everyone was coming with, just get me out of here, spirit. But by the time fasting and prayer was finished, we all came with not how things were before, but greater than before. Hallelujah. That did not come by flesh and blood. The devil left. The angels came and started ministering to us. Hallelujah. We're not talking about fairy tale stuff when we talk about spiritual things. This is real stuff. The spirit realm is more real than the world in which we live in right now. And the governance of that unseen spirit world is on your mouth. Hallelujah. Your mouth is a tomorrow factory. Hallelujah. Your mouth is a tomorrow factory. And so today I, I was thinking about this, you know, 
usually our custom is to pray uh, whenever we take the the Lord's Supper is to is to uh, pray for needs as well and pray for for sick bodies and challenges and problems and um, what the Lord put in my heart today is not to pray for your needs amen we're gonna pray for your mouth yeah because look if I pray if I pray for you and you get healed okay and you go outside and start talking all kinds of mess okay your to tomorrow factory has sabotaged your healing you see and so but if we pray for your mouth hallelujah uh, your tomorrow factory will take care of your tomorrow yeah I think that's the real maturity in fact Jesus always said let it be to you according to your faith right so let it be to you as your your faith so I personally believe that the nations are my inheritance that's what my factory is saying. This building will be finished with great glory. That's what my factory is saying. My factory is saying that Ethiopia will be blessed according to the dream of God. My factory is telling me that Africa will be blessed. That's the dream of God. My factory is telling me that Africa will be so blessed that it will be a blessing for all the nations of the world. My factory is telling me that the hands of begging have turned to blessing. Blessing and blessing and blessing and blessing. I don't get into a deep theology of what the finer tune dynamics is of prosperity. Just as your faith is and as you declare, so be it unto you. Jesus never healed people beyond what they were ready to receive. He never said, according to my power, be made whole. He said, according to your faith. If it's on you, in your faith, then you will have it. It was amazing. As powerful as Jesus was, it was not even up to Jesus what happened on those, in those healings. Aigerman? Aigerman? Hmm? The Bible said Jesus came to his hometown. And they would not receive him. And he could not do many miracles. What do you mean, Jesus, you cannot do many miracles? Come on, Jesus. You are the son of God. You are the son of the... Ooh, when you were born, the angels filled the skies and did gymnastics. And the wise men came from all over. It's written permanently in the record. You are the stuff. And as powerful as Jesus was, he could do no miracles. Because it was not up to Jesus. It was up to the Tomorrow Factory. May the Lord heal our tomorrow factory in Jesus' name. May the Lord heal our tomorrow factory in Jesus' name. May the Lord heal our tomorrow factory in Jesus' name. I see nothing but blessing in my tomorrow. I see nothing but the favor of God in my tomorrow. Yes, this prison can sometimes be uncomfortable. But I would rather be in an uncomfortable, uh, in, un uncomfortable prison with God cooking at the same time. Hallelujah. And today we're not going to pray for your needs. We're going to pray for your tomorrow factory. Hallelujah. Today your mouth will be healed. Today you will talk as God talks. You will hold on to the dream that God gave you. You will hold on to the promise of heaven. Hallelujah. And you will see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Hallelujah, Jesus. I give you praise right now, Father God. I thank you that it is not comfortable as a nation, but you are cooking in the kitchen. Hallelujah. It is not according to what we are in right now, but according to what thus says the Lord. I have a word for somebody today. Hallelujah. It's not going back to how things were before. It is going to how it has never been before. Greater than before. Above than before. Hallelujah. Can we say amen?